like there's lots of good ideas, but it's about like execution and well done execution. It's about making really great products that are actually the most important products for people to take if they want to have an active lifestyle and stay fit for a long time. So it's just pinpointing what are these things that actually fit into this active lifestyle and how do we make it as best as we can possibly make it. You are listening to The Medicine Podcast. I am Mimi. What is up, everybody? This is Chase. So long story short, we were childhood sweethearts turned husband and wife in our early 20s. Despite following the mainstream script for happiness, we actually divorced for three years. Only to later reunite as soulmates with a brand new outlook on love, God, health, and the real medicines of the universe. If you find yourself wondering, is there more to this life, to health, to God, to love? Then you are in the exact right place. Consider this your bridge to expansion for body, mind, and relationships. We are uncovering and discovering with you. Let's go take the medicine. Hello, my loves, my homies, my audio friends. Thanks for joining us today. How are you? (laughs) I know you can't answer me, but wherever you are, whoever you are, I am sending a huge hug your way. I hope you feel the love from us at The Medicine. We are so grateful for each and every one of you. Okay, friends, we have an incredible guest and conversation for you today. He is up there with the most energetic, fun-loving, and interesting humans we've ever had on the show, for sure. In this episode, we are speaking to our good friend, Angelo Keeley. Angelo is the co-founder and CEO of Keon. If you listened to the last episode we put out, you heard Chase's whole story, his whole supplement rags to riches story, basically how this company, Keon, has helped change Chase's life and relationship to fitness. But who are these dope humans that created this world changer of a brand, Keon? Well, one of them is Angelo, and we get deep into it today with him. We hear all about his hippie upbringing, multiple near-death experiences, how he manifested his wife through music, psychedelic journeys, his views on God and the divine, life and company ethos, and what we can all do as active people to stay healthy and fit for life. It was such a fun conversation, and honestly, I wish we could have talked with Angelo for like four hours. We forgot that we were doing a podcast. It was just so much fun. You'll hear us discuss Keon towards the end of the episode, and I'm pretty sure there are going to be some converts out there once you hear the research and intentionality that goes into these products. If you do want to try Keon, we have a lovely discount code for you. So if you go to getkeon.com, and Keon is K-I-O-N, getkeon.com, use the code MEDICINE, M-E-D-I-C-I-N, and uh, you will get a hefty discount when you check out. Or you can also go to getkeon.com forward slash medicine, and the discount will be applied for you automatically. Isn't that nice? All right. As always, we love to see who's listening. Please share this episode either on your Instagram story, make sure you tag me, or send it directly to your most adventurous, active friend, and I'm sure they will absolutely love it. All right. Enjoy. 
Welcome back to the Medicine Podcast. My name is Mimi and I have my love, my king, Chase here with me. What is going on, everybody? We are super stoked to have one of our dear friends on the show today. This guy is going to be included in the inevitable book of our life because he played a critical role in the reconciliation of Megan and myself back in, I think it was Expo West, the magical Expo West of like 2019. He was literally there in the flesh when we reconciled. So yes, where so, it all happened. In part, so part happy two. to have Angelo on the show. Welcome, my friend. Thanks for having me, guys. It's so good to be here. Yeah, we were just reminiscing before you jumped on and we pushed record. We were just reminiscing like, oh yeah, Angela was there. I think we were we were at Expo West 2019 and Chase and I were just friends. And uh, I remember you asking like, so how do you guys know each other? <laughs> and we were just like, kind of looked at each other and laughed. We're like, well, we were married. <laughs> and I think it was like a shock. And uh, yeah, your, um, your friend, Brenda, I remember... We laugh about this all the time uh, when when we were all in the car together driving to dinner. She was like, oh, wow. So are you guys going to get back together? <laughs> it was so bold. Very bold. And yeah. it, no one, you know, I was like, well, uh, we haven't even ever talked about that ever. So <laughs> we're going to leave it there. <laughs> so really, Brenda was, needs the credit, not, yeah, not yeah, me. She does. Brenda should be in yes. the book. Yeah. 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 Right. No doubt. <laughs> But anyways, today is about you. Thank you so much for being here. We have been so excited to talk to you. And, and I feel like this has been a long time coming. Um, before we jump into all things Angelo, all things Keon, um, we would love to hear from you. The, the question that we ask every guest of the medicine is, what do you love in your life? What aspect of your life do you love so much that you wish you could gift to every human? play. Mm. Mm. That's good. What are your forms of play? <laughs> Everything <laughs> like life. I think it's just like my, it's probably, I could say it's my mantra, but I don't really even say it or, or think about it that much. It's just like what I do in life. I just try to play in everything I do. And I think that that looks like, um, I think I, I fundamentally do see play as being a social mm. activity that um, we play with others and um, you know we we play we pay attention to others we rally with others mm. and you know it's like there's a back and forth and there's an attitude of kind of infinite yeah you know like infinite play like it's yeah. not i like competition too but i think just the idea of like just keep the game going just like keep having fun i think it's it's probably it's almost like an orientation of faith for me. You know, it's like the yeah. choice of the choice of play or the faith in play is um, is over all the other options. Yeah, no, I love that. It, what's coming up for me is is when I feel like it's the most play. There's more of an energetic investment in the present moment, uh, more of an energetic investment in the novelty of the unknown instead of having my investment of, of focus on the outcome specifically. Mm -hmm. And so play is so much more fluid than say, even just something like traditional play in our world is like sports related. There's such an emphasis on the outcome or the scorekeeping that sometimes it's, it's a little bit past the point of that freedom that comes with play and is really more like a job. Mm -hmm. Totally. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's like it's a focus on the process, but without even yeah. awareness of the process. It's right. not like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. No, I think that it's more so... childlike. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think it's so great. Oftentimes we sit down at dinner and, you know, maybe it's been like a hectic day or a stressful day and whatever we're working on. And we look at each other and remind each other, like, you know, that this is ultimately like more fun when we can treat it like a game. And we, we find ourselves saying like, man, this level is crazy. <laughs> like this level of the game is totally. crazy. Um, and uh, there's this book that I haven't read yet. It's on my list, but I forget the author's name, but Paul Check talks about it all the time. It's it's called Finite and Infinite Games. Oh yeah. yeah. Have book. you read it? Yeah, great it's book. a great book. Okay. Well, I need to read it. Have you read it? Yeah. It's like something Carson. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Name, but but yeah. it's it's this concept of like, and you guys can probably speak to it much better than I can, but finite games being the games that we play on a daily basis, a weekly basis, a monthly basis, you know, our relationships, whatever. And then the infinite game that is never ending. That is, you know, all of, all of this, the, the intelligence of the universe that just keeps on going. Um, yeah, that's it's definitely on my, my book list, but it's good to remind ourselves of that. It's okay to treat it like a game, one big and many small games. Love that. Not so only is it okay? Like I would, I would try to evangelize people into it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's the religion of play. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like no that. Doubt. Come yeah. on, y'all. Yeah. No, it, it's a perfect segue into, you know, what we want to get into. Right. And, that, and that's, <laughs> we know you like, because you're our friend. Um, we know that you're just multi-dimensional and multifaceted musician, athlete, uh, fitness enthusiast. You're definitely a family man. And, and you're taking this play into your life, obviously critically important to you. Maybe give us a quick background um, about, you know, who you are, how you got to be where you are today, and what continues to light you up and motivate you to, to, to have this like fervor for life. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting, like in the, the context of the question, I think kind of defines like how someone might answer it. And so, um, you know, I think part of how I'm here today and on this call with you guys is because you know, I met, I met you guys initially through Organifi and I was part of Keon and I still am part of Keon. Um, but it was like through that context of, of, of the business world and through uh, functional foods and health supplements and kind of that, that space. So I think that context like kind of impacts probably how I answer this. Um, Cause I think I'm, we all are like so much more than that, or right. we, can, we can tell our stories in so many different ways. Right. That said in that context, you know, I think, I was born into a super health focused family. Like my parents were in the supplement business and in the natural health food store, natural health food restaurant business. I was born at home. You know, we were crunchy. Like I never got a haircut. <laughs> I was eight. Oh, wow. uh, I was raised pescatarian. I was born at home. I, they didn't vaccinate me. I mean, I was like, I, we were crunchy. I'd never been to a doctor. Um, so, um, and yet they moved into like a neighborhood in Austin that was, um, more like upper middle class and very focused on performance and doing really well and being part of, you know, like being good mm, and stuff. Sure. But we had this like funky old house and I like didn't have a haircut and like, so I got very comfortable, I think early on, like being weird, being different. Um, and then learning how to like be part of a society and a culture, like where there are like rules and stuff. And so like how to kind of navigate that. So I think a lot of my life's been kind of like that. Um, and 
you know, I think probably like the other biggest things that really impacted me were late in high school. Um, I took, I mean, like my parents split up or started splitting up and then that kind of like, I was already a kid that liked to learn everything on my own. Like it was not, no one else was going to learn something for me or like teach me about it. Like I, I had to touch the burning hot pot. (laughs) And so, I mean, I got into all kinds of trouble in high school, Um, you know, getting kicked out of school and getting arrested and stuff. And then um, when I was 16, I took way too much acid. I had total psychotic break provoked. If I've never provoked, I've never been in a fight ever. And I got stabbed twice in the back, stabbed in the knee. So my patella tendon was severed. And I'd have emergency abdominal surgery. So like I have a huge scar down my, down my abdomen. And, you know, so like I, I woke up like a few days later in the hospital and they like literally almost like beat me to death. So I was just like black and blue, couldn't move all, you know, stitched up. Um, and I mean, that was like the beginning of my, <laughs> was the beginning of my adulthood for sure. Like at 16, mm. like it was a major transition piece for me. And I think it was really like the beginning of me. Like I said, I was brought up in this family of health, but there was like the moment when it became mine, like when health mm. became like my path and my journey, not just like the context I was in, yeah. like we only eat organic foods and blah, blah, blah. It became the time like when I really got into meditation and really Mm. got into exercise, not just like for playing sports or for like anything else other than just like trying to like be healthy and be okay. And got into all these alternative therapies that my parents were into like cold therapy and heat therapy and acupuncture and stuff. But it became like mine that I needed to, to recover, to, um, to be okay, to like find myself. And so that really like kicked off my health journey. And, um, and then like I wasn't raised in a very religious family, but all of that, like that kind of existential, sure. <laughs> like potent experience at that age, like made me hyper aware of death mm-hmm. and that like this whole thing is in the face of death. And I got way more interested in philosophy and religion. And so then mm-hmm. I, when I went to college, I studied religion and philosophy and I got a degree wow. in, in religious studies. And so I just went really deep into studying the history of the religions and philosophy and more contemporary philosophy. And it really... I think learning about people going through intense experiences, the most intense experiences throughout history, and then trying to document it and explain what that meant um, really influenced me because Mm. I kind of got out of my own subjective experience of what that meant and like really tried to understand like what was going on at this time with these people and kind of learning about that and going through that experience, I think taught me my dad had told me as a kid, but I think it really taught me that like many, many, many things can be and are true at the same time. Mm-hmm. So rather than being from this place where it's like, I feel like as a kid, it's especially, uh, most adults think this way, but I think even as a kid, it's kind of hard like to hold all these truths at the same time. It's much easier to be like, that's cool. That's stupid. That's good. Yeah. That's yeah. 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 You know, like to be like, actually, like, this is that thing. And this thing is this other thing all at the same time. And there's a fourth yeah. thing. And like, <laughs> right. And maybe they overlap and like just all the nuance. Um, and that then like made me really interested in languages. I'd never learned languages before. I just, mm. it was just like kind of took way too much energy because I was more inclined towards like whatever was easy and fun and stuff like that. And uh, so I got into learning languages. And so like as an adult, I became fluent in Spanish and French. 
Wow. And I studied Arabic and I studied Greek, classical Greek to translate biblical stuff and Arabic to, you know, learn more about Islam. Um, and that kind of then like took me, I guess during this whole time too, I'd gotten, well, in high school, I'd gotten really into music. And so I had this major thread of like music and I learned I could beatbox. So I became like, I supported myself doing commercial beatboxing. <laughs> Prove it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I prove what? Oh um, my god, that was amazing! Amazing. I mean, I was on like. Uh, we I just had like a, all these crazy <laughs> confluence of things kind of going in and that, and uh, during that time period, and like I think my adventure then, you know, took me to. Um, I ended up wanting to live overseas, so I lived overseas for several years in France, and India, and um, man, I just. You know, I feel like I just going back to that 16 year old thing, like <laughs> that, that experience, it just triggered to me. Like I'm going to like, you know, there's a throw quote, like suck the marrow out of life. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. You know, like yeah. every last bit. Totally. And so, um, yeah, man, that just kind of, that like took me through all these journeys to like overseas and Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you guys are really interested in relationship stuff, so I'm not talking yeah. too much. About yeah, no, no we, we definitely want to get to that. Like, okay. But yeah, so, you know, through all that, I met a wonderful woman. I, uh, I got a family. Um, I moved to Boulder. I worked in a couple different industries and I started this company called Keon like five yeah. years ago. Yeah. So, so take me through so. like your, your background sounds like you should be Gandalf. Like yeah. you should literally be you know, a, a wizard of 2022, the modern era. How did you marry that with this passion for business? How did you yeah. marry that with this black and white, left to right, top to bottom, hyper rational, strategic way of being a successful businessman? Um, at what point, because it sounds like you you had this just multidimensional experience through your youth and through your young adult life, what pushed you into this world of business, which can be very compartmentalized and cubicalized, if you will. I mean, I think I go back to what I said a few minutes ago, which is like many things are true at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, so often it's like, I don't know, art and business, quantitative and qualitative. And it's, it just doesn't, I don't actually see it like that. Like they're all just these kind of beautiful individual threads that can be woven together. And there's lots of different ways that people weave them together and like find manifest life. I think for me, there were seeds of it in my childhood. My parents were entrepreneurs. They were small business owners. They never, my parents never worked for anyone else my entire life. So I've only had the experience of kind of that idea. So even when I went and got a job, I think there was like kind of an out, like first out of college, it's like, I'm almost like a sellout or something, (laughs) you know, like not to them, but in my own mentality, like there's kind of like a disruption in that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think, I think the more curious or interesting question is uh, not all business people are necessarily like really serious business people. They might just be like right. really good salespeople, right? Or like yeah. persuasive or something. Like I actually do pride myself on being a pretty good business person and being disciplined and like thinking through things and like being super focused on a, on actual business performance and value creation. And, um, I don't know how that all came together. I just, that's me. Like, I like that too. I like really expressive, weird art stuff. And I also like 
you know what though they're all games they're just different games if you yeah. Yeah. come back to that yeah. it's like one is a game where it's like oh there's these kind of business is is a game where i think there are set rules like there are set rules in which the, the fundamental rules of the business are can you buy something for less money and develop it for less money than it costs to then consistently persuade another group of people to buy it from you like that's those are the rules of the game and so it's like mm-hmm. which is different from say um making art or making yeah. music you know yeah. specifically if it's like for the for the for personal self-expression or personal enjoyment it's more like hey what's the next step and that's all it is it's like can i just connect this idea to that idea to this idea to that idea and like keep it rolling and unfolding in this kind of creative expression of like possibility that's very different than can i buy something for less money than Mm -hmm. i can sell it for but they're both cool games and how how do you think how do you think the two merge uh and, and how important do you think having art creativity um less structure for creative thinking as a part of the tool that makes a successful business like how do the how do the two merge for you and and your you know team of employees that at Keon? i don't think that they i don't think that you have to have both or be really interested in both um i think that depending on kind of what your mix is it it will guide probably what business you end up in you know like if you don't really want if you're like not that creative but you're really good at the business fundamental stuff I mean, you can basically have some type of like B2B business or a middleman business or something where it's like, it's all about just communicating clear, logical value to other business people. I think if you want to be in a consumer facing um, kind of B2C business, like it becomes more important because you're basically competing for attention Mm -hmm. with a ton of other brands that are trying to compete for people's attention. And you know, how are you going to cut through? You could potentially cut through just for, through like very disciplined, you know, business strategies, but you're going to be high. You're going to be really limited if you don't either have the creative potential yourself or have other team members who can really like honestly create persuasive marketing that that is like, that cuts through that somehow does something different and special. Yeah. And, and communicates the value, like, you know, enlightening the the consumer on you didn't know you needed this but you need this because it's going to bring so much value to your life and um that's certainly something that i think keon does really well is like where's the value add the value add the value add it's not just about like sexy marketing only um or creative marketing i think that there it's also you know the value add that you're literally making people's lives better or else they wouldn't come back right they might they might push sell or buy on the on the you know first first time but making people come back or getting people to come back is is then connected i think to uh deeper value which i think keon does really well um i mean that goes to the heart of like consistent like can you consistently have a relationship with people where they're Mm -hmm. like yeah i want that thing i'm willing to pay for that and i actually think that just comes down to like there is an element of it that's like marketing communication, but it's really the, the quality of your product. Like, do you yeah. literally 
yeah. make something that is good. <laughs> yeah. If you don't, then that, that kind of That's undermines. A problem. Yeah. You, yeah. That is, it doesn't matter how creative you are. You're going to, you're going to be in trouble right. ultimately. Yeah. You know, you're going to, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Well, we definitely want to get into, you know, some goodies on, on Keon. We'll dork out about that uh, a little bit later. And then we want to talk about your relationship too with your significant other and, and your, your family. Um, first, would love to know, I just, just out of my own fascination and, and probably so many, you know, what are your views on, on God or the divine or for some greater purpose in life? Do you subscribe to any unique philosophy or epistemology? I think this is, this is an interesting <laughs> question. Um, I think the, what I think that question means is like, what's ultimately like meaningful to you and how do you guide your life and how do you structure your, like your ethics mm -hmm. and how do you structure like what you do ethics, meaning what you do with your life. And I think that like, I experience meaning as pretty like radically subjective mm. and, and, um, not meaning not interpersonal, like it's totally in relationship with other people, but it's so interior that as soon as like I try to put it into words or talk about it or like tell you things I believe or blah, 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 it's going to sound like blah, 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 blah to me. <laughs> and so I'm just kind of like, yeah. Um, but I think if I, you know, don't try to evade your, your question, like honor what you're asking. I mean, I think I, um, I believe many things are true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really believe yeah. many things are true and there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot, um, that I've learned from different paths and from, uh, different people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else to say other than that, you know, it's like, I mean, I, um, You know, I think something else kind of going back to like my religious studies education is that the nuance that I uncovered, specifically when you ask questions about like God, which I think opens up to like religion, uh, the nuance that I discovered in doing things like translating major parts of the New Testament from Greek, mm. uh, learning um, about the exact philosophical context of certain ideas and ideas that were introduced into belief systems by different people. Like you take something like early Christianity um, and you see that there's actually a lot of different um, belief systems that are being kind of merged based off different influences. Um, it gave me more kind of uh, support for like, Many, many, yeah. many yeah. things are true and like boil it down to like this one thing I'm going to tell you guys that like I yeah. believe because it's like it's you know I, I don't think that's um, I don't think it's very representative of like life yeah mm -hmm. totally yeah um, it, it's a it's but, a it's a hard question <laughs> for sure <laughs> um but I can you know what I do like what I can tell you? I can tell you things I do mm. Which I feel like that, you know, that's another thing I think that comes up for me. It's like oftentimes people be like, ah, oh, do you subscribe to this religion or that religion or like this belief or that belief? And it's like, I think more than anything, I look at what people do. Yeah. And yeah. I, you know, so it's like, I look at, um, at, cause I, te I teach my kids about kind of as much as possible and try to do it in, I mean, I'm, I'm doing it through my filter, right? So I'm, sure. I'm 
framing things for them, but through a way in which that kind of enables them to make their own decisions. And so we have always prayed at night before dinner, like always. And as I'm like, like, like if I'm not there, they probably won't do it without me, but like we always pray. And um, I take that time for when we pray and around when we pray also as I've grown older and at bedtime too, we read stories and we read different, you know, um, texts to teach them about different religious leaders. And I definitely, this will probably tell you a lot about how I think, like I tell them about what that person was like and what they did and what they stood for. Mm-hmm. And then I try to explain that, what that might look like in a contemporary context. So for mm-hmm. example, when I try to, you know, explain to them about, um, say Jesus, Muhammad and Buddha, if I describe what those people stood for, if I describe them and feel free, anyone can like disagree with me. This is like, again, my frame on it. You know, it's like, if you go to a playground and there's a Jesus and Muhammad and a Buddha on that playground, they're going to be doing very different things. I think mm. yeah. in yeah, some ways, great, I think they're going to be analogy. doing similar. I think they're going to be doing similar things because I think that they're very uh, authentic to who they were as people. But I think uh, Jesus very clearly is going to be with whoever's the weakest, kind of saddest, loneliest person. And he's going to be tending to that person, making sure that person is getting attention, is being taken care of, is being cared for, feels loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes me like tear up, man. Yeah. <laughs> Play, probably playing with the, the new kid, the outcast. It's so sweet, though. It's just like, God, like whoever that really like the, the kid who's just neglected and it's hurt, like Jesus is going to be like just taking care of that person, you know? Yeah um buddha is gonna find the nicest spot with like the calmest environment and is gonna be sitting there like very chill and and just you know like finding that middle path like staying calm and inviting anyone else over to kind of come and sit with him in that space and to um experience that and um and muhammad is gonna be organizing the group he's going to be like guys let's get together and let's do this thing to guy i got an idea for like what's going to be like best for like the whole group you know and he's going to be actively trying to lead the group um towards whatever he thinks is like going to be good for the group those are like pretty different those are pretty different orientations you know yeah and um you know and so i think yeah yeah. I, I love that. I love that answer. Yeah, and I'm like going to steal that for my child someday, <laughs> our future child. They're all archetypes of love yeah. and they're embodied yeah. in, in flesh at times. They're, they're attempted to be articulated through language. Although like you're saying, it, it's, it's a fraction of what you experience in life. Um, but, but yeah, we, we a hundred percent understand aligned. It's a, it's a beautiful mystery and uh, yeah. Happy to be a part of it. Speaking of love, um, we'd love to get into your love story. We're, we're so much about uh, relationships on the show. We've, we've dived deep into, you know, our past and, and, and just trying to share everything that we can accumulate as it pertains to love, romance, relationships. And so maybe tell us a little bit about your magical love story. How'd you meet your wife? How'd you fall in love? Uh, I know it had to do with a little bit of your, your time in life where you were traveling. Yeah. Um, so I met my wife actually at the same place where my parents met, which is a trip, Barton Springs in in Austin, Texas, um, which is a trip, which is, if no one's been there, it's a beautiful, all natural spring fed swimming pool. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, It's an amazing spot. And uh, I was sitting on the hill with my friend who was like a very kind of established Iyengar yoga teacher. And uh, 
He's like, oh, this is my friend Carrie and Carrie. And I was like, hey, and she just ignored me. Like 100% was like, I don't care who you are. That said, I must admit, I was 22 and she was 29. So she was probably like, whatever, you know, I'm not going to pay attention to this kid. And um, so I actually got to know her because she was like overseeing this whole yoga teacher training program. And I was super into yoga. Um, I'd actually been, I mean, I've been doing yoga for a while and um and I'd like gone to India and done intensive yoga teacher training stuff. But like, I really wanted to do this program with this guy, Clayton. And I guess because, you know, think about yoga teacher training, they tend to be like, like personal trainers wanted to like do the program and just like normal people, like just trying to develop one more skill set and kind of pursue this thing they love. And I am a bit like headier and kind of really want to break apart every little last thing. So Clayton was starting to like change the program to make it this super heady philosophical spiritual thing. And Carrie was like, dude, it's just like for normal people wanting to learn how to do like vinyasa yoga, like please cut it out. So she like basically resented me as like this <laughs> who had enrolled in her program. And um and then I dropped out of the program, of course, it like wasn't <laughs> what I wanted. And uh um Clayton dropped out too. I think he had like he went crazy or something and left. He's, he's good. He's back now, but yeah, <laughs> we both dropped out. And then, um, I, this is during my time period, I was really getting into language and, um, I went to France. I sold myself into this internship in France to, uh, to learn French. Oh no, to say, I told them I spoke French. <laughs> I did not speak French. And I got this internship. I went there for like a month. And, uh, while I was there, I wrote this song about, um, manifesting the perfect wife. If you've been playing around with the thought of Botox for forehead lines or crow's feet, or just frustrated by your acne scars, listen up my love. ClearStem just brought back their no Botox repair serum that tells your skin to repair itself and generate new healthy collagen. This has quickly become my favorite of their products, and here's why. The blend of growth factors, peptides, and collagen-derived stem cells immediately feeds your skin what it needs to bounce back from internal stress, UV damage, acne scars, and other environmental aging triggers. Bounce Back is perfect for anyone who wants to avoid Botox, prolong the results of their existing Botox, prevent further lines from forming, and those of us who deal with deeper acne scarring. These ingredients are the real deal and, as always, hormone-friendly and non-pore clogging, completely corrective and targeted for skin repair. You will notice your skin visibly smoother, brighter, and healthier looking in just a few uses. I personally use Bounce Back once a day, usually in the morning, followed by ClearStem's HydroGlow moisturizer. To get your lovely little hands on some bounce back or any of the anti-acne, anti-aging, truly clean ClearStem products, go to clearstemskincare.com and use the code Mimi for a nice hefty discount or check it out in our medicine cabinet linked in the show notes. You and your skin are going to love this stuff. And so I had a hip hop band at this time. I had a live hip hop band where it's like myself and um, another MC and then like live guitar, keys, drums, wow. bass, et cetera. Um, and so I wrote the song and I came back and um, I came back and I performed the song for the first time. And 
as Carrie tells it, like she had like her friend had played her like some of our tracks and they were like, oh, this is really good. What is this? And they're like, Angelo. And she's like, Angelo. Like she couldn't believe it because she just, you know. Did she know it was you? Well, yeah, she knew it was me. Well, originally there, she was like D'Angelo and they were like, no, like Angelo from like the yoga <laughs> program. She was like, Angelo, like she couldn't kind of believe it because she was so thought I was just like That's annoying awesome. little kid. Um, but she came to the concert. We played the song. First time I ever played that song live. The next night I got invited uh, over to her house, like kind of totally separate. I didn't even really connect any of this, you know, and um, it was an ice storm in Austin, which is like a big deal. You can't like leave. Another guy managed to leave the house, but I didn't. I stayed there for a few days. And uh, yeah, I mean, like three weeks later, we signed up to learn how to ride motorcycles together, got motorcycle licenses. A few weeks later, we went to Mexico. We were hitchhiking the coast. And then... Um, whoa, 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 whoa. You are skipping a lot of details because <laughs> you performed this song about manifesting your perfect wife. And you just so happened the universe delivers a few days at her house then you just immediately jump to planning all of your, you know, your life together. Where was the, the juice in you actually connecting as humans? Um, well, I mean that night. So the first night I went over to her house, I was like, uh, I'm basically just like, Hey, do you want to cuddle on the floor while we watch the movie? And she said, yes. So that was the first moment of like, connecting. Okay. and then we just like, we just talked all night. I mean, really, it was mm. like we just started talking and actually seeing each other as people. And yeah, I don't know what to say after that. I mean, we just we just kept spending every day together and we yeah. just kept talking okay. more and more. And there were things that we both wanted to do. And the other one was like, I want to do that, too. So literally well, it was like, hey, I, I want to ride motorcycles. Me, too. Well, let's go get licenses. Well, I want to, you know, I want to go to this this beach in Mexico. We're going to hitchhike together. Well, I would do that, too. And so, mm. yeah, we just started signing up for things together and. Then I told her, I was like, I'm going to move to France. And she said, I will too. And so wow. six months after starting dating, we moved to France. But actually before that, I said, I want a pedicab in Austin. <laughs> and she's like, I do too. So she, we started pedicabbing. And crazy enough, she got hit in a, like a hit and run. Oh my God. It like tore her face open. Oh and my gosh. snapped her ankle. Jesus. And um, she had that happen like in June. And so I think that was like pretty significant for us like i just trauma like trauma right it always just has oh, yeah. this opportunity to kind of like bring yeah. attention to bring attentiveness to like focus to see what's important yeah and um we just spent a lot of time together during that period and then she was still down to move to france in august and so we moved to france in august and you know then we lived in Paris for like a year and a half. And then we've lived in Western France for a couple years. And then I was like, I want to move to India. And she was like, I'll move. I want to move to India too. I would say during this whole period though, there was definitely like some negotiating where she was a few years older. She wanted to get married and have kids. And I was like, ah, not quite <laughs> yet. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, and so it's interesting on, um, we are in India and I, I worked, I lived and worked in India for like a year and a half. Um, and you know, I think it's interesting. I always had like all, it's like those first few years. So it's interesting. If you go back and listen to the song, the, the lyrics of the song are um, alone next to you together, but separate. That's how we do alone mm -hmm. next to you together, but separate. I've got a feeling that you'll like it too. Mm. 
I think it's still really true that there's this element of like mm. being alone and being together, but I was definitely on a trip of like, I'm like running my program and you can run your program next to me if you want to. Mm-hmm. And she saw more like, she saw and understood more longer term, like how interpersonal relationships actually work. And uh, just kind of hung in there with me as I was like in my immature, self-absorbed kind of 20s male thing, doing that thing. And um, and then one day, you know, I'd, I'd done lots of retreats, but I went on this, I went on an intensive Vipassana retreat after we'd been living in India for like a year and a half. And it's like 10 days of, no talking, no reading, no writing, no eye contact, meditating 12 hours a day or whatever. And you just burn through like so much stuff. Oh yeah. And I left that, I like got out of the retreat. And the first thing I did was I called care and I was like, I'm like ready. Mm. And so I quit my job the next day. We moved to Boulder two days later. We like immediately got married and immediately started, tried to start having a baby. Wow. It's just like boom, 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 boom. And what's funny, Mimi, is because you asked like, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, what about, like, what happened before? <laughs> I didn't even realize that I had written that song and played it for the first time. And Carrie had come to that and that concert. And then we started dating and like, then she became my wife until after we were married. Like, I didn't wow. even, I didn't even piece it together that yeah. that's what wow. had happened. Wow. Really? You guys never even talked about it when you were dating? Like, oh yeah, I heard that song that you, like... No, I don't know how it didn't like it didn't even like come together. So I mean, that's just like such an interesting. Well, I I love I love that there was a layer of of independence and self fulfillment in your relationship to begin with. I think it's critical, you know, early relationships, especially uh, if you're if you're you know even in your twenties, there's such an emphasis on codependence and neediness, and that ultimately leads to you know, riffs and, and this expectation of your significant other to fulfill something for you. And resentment. Um, and so I love that. And then so unique is the relationships often get this sort of like friendship um, co-adventuring phase. And those don't last unless there is this transition into maturity. And uh, it's, it's really going from like child archetype to like adult archetype, both individually and then in relationship. And I think what you're, what you're speaking to is this like rite of passage or this ceremony that like literally transitioned your very like warrior mindset, uh, individual masculine into this more like the King archetype of like, all right, here's my kingdom. I will, you know, establish my family, et cetera. And I think that's such a good takeaway from your story is how critically important that, that process is one, just developing independence as individuals, although you can sort of like co create and collaborate your life together, but being able to fulfill yourself Mm -hmm. up independently of each other, critically important, but then also realizing that there are these phases to relationship and being able to sunset certain attributes uh, of a lifestyle or a relationship and move into kind of the next phase is just critically important. I think it's a huge takeaway just, you know, from your story at large. Yeah, absolutely. And that it doesn't have to just because, as you said so beautifully, like it just because you're sunsetting something doesn't mean that it it's dead. It right. doesn't mean that, oh, because we had this phase of adventure and travel and everything that it's done now that we're starting to have kids. It seems like it was really woven into the fabric of the foundation of your relationship. Um, correct me if I'm wrong there, but it seems like that would be something that would continue to be important to you both. No. Yeah. I mean, adventure and fun, I would say if you were, if you ask like, what is the thing that keeps us 
what's the magic spark like it really is still that like we're both yeah. just down i mean we just got back from five days in mexico city with the kids mm. hell yeah for my birthday and like i don't know a few weeks ago we were in costa rica and then wow. taking the kids to barcelona we we've got a camper we go we go take the kids on backpacking trips you know it's yeah. like we're pretty um having fun <laughs> and play and adventure is like the heart of i love that of our relationship i think that makes it unique i mean i think any i think we have all the components of like what any good relationship must have which is not necessarily all play and fun and adventure sure um but it's definitely like our uniqueness and it's interesting our our vows so we like we, we eloped and we just got married on this like little side of a mountain and we filmed it so we could then send it to people after the fact but the the vows that we wrote like literally the i'm pretty sure the last word is like and have a lot of fun yeah <laughs> that's, like, that. that's our thing so totally that's that's so perfect because um i you know i'm curious you kind of spoke to it a little bit but what is your and carrie's relationship superpower you know i actually don't know that it's like the fun thing like i think that's like a bond that brings us together but i think the superpower is we're just really I don't, I don't know how to say this like in a way it doesn't sound like it's overly simplistic like we're just both really down for the relationship like committed like mm -hmm. yeah hang in there like we'll talk through it you know like we um years ago we implemented this thing called family meeting mm. and and so every week we have a family meeting and mm. that family meeting has like a like a a set of cues of like agenda items that could be discussed that like a level 10 like family <laughs> Me level it 10. Really, it really is. <laughs> this is before we even well, got exposed to that. It was just like intuitively, you know, it was necessary. But like, yeah. do we need to check on communication? Intimacy and sex. Do we need to talk about adventure? Do we need to talk about kids, mm. money, whatever? Just like, like the things. Um, this week's schedule, next, you know, the month schedule, the year, et cetera. So we, we have this like interest. Like we're, it's not like one of us is like dragging the other one into doing that. We're like, yeah, let's like make sure we like talk and like lean into this. And like, if there's, gunk in the machine mm -hmm. or in the like let's talk about it um yeah and we're just both like really down for that we also from before we ever even did that family meeting we would do shared mind maps like visual mm. manifestations of like our dreams and visions etc and we've been doing that yeah. since the very first few months we were together and we do it and it's become more formal like we do it annually and then we do quarterly reviews of it and we go on like retreats and we started getting into doing super trips the last couple of years. Super powerful. I mean, I, I'm assuming it's a similar similar architecture to what um, you know the course that I took with you now two and a half years ago, um, which actually was the foundation for our podcast. Now 120 some episodes in, so thank you. Um, <laughs> That's so it, awesome. It's 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 an incredible framework, and in addition to just setting the platform for our our show to launch. Um, it was a relationship tool as well, you know, similar to the type of things that we do. We have what we call check-ins and it's, it's a similar, like, let's make sure to check out the roof, even when mm -hmm. the sun is shining type mm -hmm. of exercise. Yeah. And of course, occasionally that's where real shit comes up mm -hmm. too. But even if it's just maintenance, it's, mm -hmm. uh, and it's something that's when you say, um, she's down or you're both down, I totally get what you mean. It's, it, it's a, it's a commitment to and an understanding to how critically important the relationship is as just an attribute and a pillar to an overall life. And it's not this like, oh my God, is this relationship, you know, the, the classic oaf 
husband who sits on the couch with a beer and his hand in his pants watching football who's like not down to have a relationship meeting on the calendar you know and so i think what i'm hearing is like that that level of um buy-in and and just embodiment to how freaking important this thing that we call the relationship is it's that yeah it's like it's like the interest commitment yeah real Mm -hmm. like really believing in the relationship yeah 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 this is like this is like you're like this person mm-hmm. that i'm dealing with or or that i need something from or want or play this yeah. role in my life you know versus like we're doing this we're like committed yeah. to this yeah we we talk about it um in another way where it's like i'm not devoted to chase as an individual i'm actually devoted to the higher consciousness the love that is created between us So it's not like I'm listening or that I'm some sort of like, he's my ball and chain or I'm his or whatever. I'm not even devoted to him as an individual because we're all imperfect, but to the love that we create this third party consciousness that we create together. That is our commitment to the divine that we create together. And it feels so much bigger than just a relationship you know, it is that commitment to the love that we create. It sounds very I similar. I love that idea. I love that idea of like creating a third. Yeah. yeah. Like you two cre- are creating this third and that's like nurturing yeah. that and what you both can get from that and yeah. how you mm-hmm. can grow. And it's so much, I won't say easier, but it's, it's a different experience when you're working through the muck and the shit <laughs> that it sometimes can build up or that's just building up inside of you. It's, it's a different experience working through that when you know that it's not for chase, it's not to make chase happy. You know, it Mm -hmm. is for this third party consciousness, this, this individual that is greater than the sum of the parts that are us, you know, that it's like, no, I I'm committed to that. So working through this is completely worth it to me. And then it doesn't become this like tit for tat. Like, well, I'll give you this and you give me that or I'm right. It's like, yeah. It's more yeah. generative. Yeah. I mean, that's codependence, right? It's this, it's this expectation that somebody is going to do something for you. And, and oddly enough, I think that there are individuals with deficiencies all over the place and why it's so critically important to be individually able to fulfill yourself is you can have a deficiency that ha- that's a gap in your life and you can meet somebody else who's got also a deficiency and a gap in their life. And in that point in time, those two gaps might actually co- sort of like fit perfectly together. It's a trick for um, you know, a fulfilling relationship, but really all it is, is your, your inefficiencies are sort of matched to, to mimic fulfillment or wholeness. Mm -hmm. Well, as soon as people change and it's inevitable, people will always change. It rotates and those gaps are exposed as that other person now is not able to fill your needs. And so bitterness, expectations, scorekeeping, I'll do this. If you do this for me, uh, just creeps into the relationship. I mean, that was the story of our, our marriage really. And it's just so critically important, like being able to fill yourself up, like, you know, fill up your cup before you fill up other, you know, that whole like saying, um, but it's, fuck, it's true. It's like, (laughs) if you can't get whole, you're going to evolve and your gaps are going to be exposed and there's nobody else who's going to be able to fill it up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think going, going back to the stage thing you guys were talking about earlier too, it's like, I think it's actually part of the natural stage though, to be attracted based off kind of your. Yeah. And it's glamorized. Yeah, earlier developmental patterns. Like that's actually kind of how we click together. But then it's like, that's not what a maturing relationship is based off of. A maturing relationship is then recognizing that 
and then working on like actually using that as like fuel um to fuel something new like so you kind of eat it up you know you like you you use it as fuel to then yeah. fuel the future growth but then and then it kind of goes away and it's maybe no longer what it was anymore but Definitely. there's still some there's still some elements of it you know it's like i think even carries and my desire for like adventure for stimulation we both like a lot of stimulation and it's like it still bonds us you know yeah. i mm-hmm. think it's just like we've we've had to mature through it and realize that um well maybe we haven't had to we've been invited to given the yeah. opportunity to like mature through it and um it to let look less like an escape mechanism from our anxiety or our mm. fears or our insecurities or whatever and more like for it to actually be more representative of like us having fun yeah mm-hmm. what totally. is your um just curious um i'm guessing do you know your enneagram oh yeah i know it I, i'm i'm guessing it's either it's a seven or a wing seven yeah, it's a very high seven. So like when I do the in, when I do like the Enneagram Institute test where like we'll give you like not only what your scores but like how high your points are. I have like 29, which is like I've never seen anyone that high like on a seven. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, it's, it's got to be fun or I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, or it's just yeah, it's got to be like, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's yeah. funny though is I have a pretty high like 3 after mm-hmm. that. Like even my 3 is still like higher yeah. than most people's. Um and it's funny as I've gotten older, like my eight has mm, come up. Mm. And I think that's honestly, if I were going to put my parents in the boxes, I'd say my mom's probably a three and my dad's an eight. And so it's, it's mm. maybe even like them inside of me, you know, and like sure. growing mm-hmm. up and like my need for, for people who don't know these, like seven fun stimulation being kind of like engaged, you know, not being deprived of anything. Three success, validation, winning people saying achievement. You, yeah. achievement you did good you won like yeah me trying yeah, to do hard kind of threes my, over here yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then uh and then eight is like control and safety mm-hmm. and like um it's like it's totally my parents inside of me yeah mm-hmm. you know, a little like, bit of rebellion too like uh uh-huh. pushback on authority no an eight yeah yeah i mean it's interesting as i really read eights the really it all kind of comes down to so I got exposed to this when I was like 16, 17, kind of when I first came out of this whole traumatic thing. And it was really meaningful for me learning about this. And it's like, yeah, I've always kind of read eights as, I mean, they only push back to authority if they're not in control. If they're in control, they're not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They're very right. invested in authority. Right. Yeah, It's just like, it's about, you know, they're, they're really, they're concerned about their own safety and the safety of other people. They're great friends because they'll like protect you, you know, but if you're not yeah. their friend, they'll like fight with you and push you and, um, but yeah, I, I think of them as being, yeah, like if you're running a company, you definitely need to be allied with the eights that are your employees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Brenda, a Brenda's, a, Brenda's a pretty hard eight. Yeah. And she's oh, yeah. been like my homie and we've worked, for, we've worked together for years now. Yeah. And I think very complimentary. Um, and in that way, I actually feel really, the interesting thing about eights, like I feel really safe and sometimes with eights, because mm. I know they're going to make sure that like everything's, you know, controlled yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And so if you're aligned with them and your values are shared and your vision shared, then it's like they're very stabilizing forces. But if they're yeah. not, then they're very disruptive. 
Yeah, yeah totally. that's the thing with all of the types is like in yeah. balance or out of balance. They all have their own little demons that come out. Um, yeah, if just... you if you look at like their highest, like you look at like any of the numbers at their highest, they're all like great. And if you look at all yeah. their at the yeah. lowest, they're like yeah, it's like I deprived, don't want deprived that drug addict. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> totally, oh, totally compulsive yeah. asshole over here. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, totally. Yeah, it's it's amazing too. As you get old, you're mentioning your parents, and it's it's like the older I get environment, people, certain mechanisms in life, just press these buttons that you didn't know were installed in you. And all of a sudden your dad is speaking or you're reacting like your mom would. And it's like, whoa, that button hasn't been pressed since I, yeah. until I was 31, but there it is. There's Randy Ramey. Yeah. And it's, 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 it is about like experiencing it and then being like, uh, like you almost like vomited out. And then it's like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. I need to evaluate this and be able to process through it. But it, you never have it figured out because there's always a new button. There's always, there's always something that's been dormant that's going to gonna get leaned on and, and expressed in a particular way. And it's part of the freaking beauty of this mystery. And, and, you know, we, we figured out, figured out a lot of our buttons, but all you get a whole new set of buttons when you have kids, oh, I'm yeah, sure. Shit. So yeah, it we're, introduces we're, like, not only like new role, got introduced to so many things. You're in a new role. You're in a new role relative to your partner. Yeah. And then literally those the kids develop personalities, like suddenly, oh, like, shit. you know, <laughs> you've got another seven in the group. Yeah. Like, yeah. like all yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Oh Definitely. my gosh. Yeah. We're going to be calling you up when we have a kid. Yeah. That's why I'm only, I'm like, I'm only we're having, having one. one. I'm doing yeah. it one time. Why? Because why? then. Angelo, I mean, I have so many reasons. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I literally, I've heard it from my soul. I only okay. want and well, need that's, that's one. That's yeah. the and I, I see us, we've literally never shared this on the podcast before, but um, I see us creating our own little weird, but awesome little world with this tiny human and the two of us. Let's go. And uh, I don't know why one has, and I come from a family of six kids. Like I'm not like, I'm uh-huh. not, I know how and the benefits of having siblings. My siblings are some of my best friends, but I don't know. It's just one child seems and feels right to me and to us, I yeah. hope. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's, it's, it's going to be fun. That's the right answer. Yeah. 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 That'll be great. All right. Watch, man. watch I do it once. I say once and it comes out like we get my trip. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe no. that was why. Maybe that right. was why you're like, holy right. one. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're we're in no rush, but uh, it'll, it'll, it'll happen eventually. Yeah. All right, man. We definitely want to get into Keon Goodies. One, cool. one question we do like to ask, though, because we love unpopular opinions. Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about your, you know, elements of your worldview, philosophy, life experience, a little bit about relationships. What is one unpopular opinion that you maintain that you don't mind sharing? It could be anything from you know, I, I don't like ice in my water and reasons why, or it could be anything, you know, political, social, yeah. whatever. Uh, we love what to hear is it, one so. unpopular opinion. Yeah. Feel I free hold. to take it. Feel free to take a second. Cause this is an important question. Uh, that's such a good one. Gosh, I wish I would have thought about that one more in advance. I'm like, man, an unpopular opinion. Um, it's so, it's interesting. I think I'm so, I have so much desire to be liked. I just like want to make a joke out of it. <laughs> <And> not- <laughs> And not, I, and not actually say see, so, and not actually say something unpopular. Right. I thought I was gonna, I was gonna say he's gonna be like, "Organifi Green Juice is shit," you know, like <laughs> something like that, right? No, I mean, 
mean, we just dropped an unpopular opinion episode and we, we shared some silly ones um, and some, you know, more serious ones. And I was finding resistance in myself moving through them, thinking about there's going to be listeners that are hearing this who disagree with me. Are they going to stop listening? Like, but I think it's such an important life skill for any listener of the medicine. Like if you're triggered by this, then you might as well just stop listening here because we're going to, we're not going to stop talking about things that may trigger you that might offend you, but it's also bringing up something that maybe is shining the light on something that we as listeners, as hosts, as whatever need to address and maybe need to look at heal, whatever. Um, so yeah, I totally get that little bit of resistance to it. Um, I'm, I'm a recovering people pleaser as well. Um, but I think it's so important for us to be able to hear each other's opinions and be like, huh, that's so interesting. I don't agree, but that's really interesting. I'm glad that you have that conviction for your own life. I love it. It reminds me of one of the questions we ask in the key on interview process is like, what's a question you think you're not supposed to ask? And like, we really push mm. them like ask something you think is like inappropriate or presses about like trying to push them to ask that. And it's funny. I've never had to answer it. Cause like, <laughs> yeah, you do that. Right? I've always been the one asking that question. But as I think about it, like I've got one, but I feel like it's not, I feel like it's not robust enough. You know, it's like, um, in business, one thing I think that people think is really important are like ideas. I just think ideas are almost worth like nothing. I just think there's so many ideas and it's like, it just is all execution. Yep. You know, it's all mm. execution and it's like problem solving and creativity, but like the idea thing, it just like anytime people talk to you about it, like I immediately kind of don't even trust them. I'm like yeah. ideas. I'm like, Bleh. Like, it feels like you're doing something when you come up with an idea. It feels like you're creating something, but you're actually not. You're just speaking to something that's still floating out here. And the execution is what you're talking about that actually makes it real. So I, yeah. I, I think that's what you're saying. Is that even close? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, even the amazing, beautiful, creative element of ideas, they only come when someone actually executes it. It's like it's yep. only when someone actually makes the song or paints yeah. painting or like does the thing and it's yeah. just the idea thing i just um totally I feel like i'm going i feel like i'm going into pet peeves versus uh <laughs> <laughs> no man I, well, that's okay I, I, like ideas aren't that important i get it i get it or i having a lot of good ideas is overrated would be maybe the unpopular opinion yeah. but yeah. yeah yeah i think just ideas are like really overrated that, and yeah. that doesn't mean that a good idea is not good but it it literally only has meaning when it's executed yeah. before it's executed. It's just, yeah. I mean, it goes back to like religion, philosophy, all of that, like faith without works, without what you do connected to it is it is meaningless. It's dead. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So let's talk about an idea with execution. Yeah. That was incredible. Okay. Let's do it. Key let's on, do it. baby. Key yes, on. one of our faves. Uh, by the time this episode drops, um, we will have done a, a Keon exclusive episode. I'll go into a little bit about just you know why I freaking love your your brand and your product so much. Completely pulled me out of um, adrenal exhaustion. Uh, literally, I was celibate from uh, you know fitness supplements, the the neon pornographic themed pre workouts <laughs> and creatine and protein, and I was five percent body fat, but looked like a pregnant you know woman just from the bloating and and so just absolutely critical in my just just physical wellness uh story in addition to just knowing you guys and, and loving everything you do um explain to us like what's what is the keon ethos how is keon 
differentiating itself in the marketplace. I mean, we're in a, we're in a nutraceutical supplement space that's loaded with these things that I'm mentioning, like neon colored lemon, raspberry, cotton candy garbage. <laughs> and, uh, you're doing it the right way. You know, walk us through a little bit of what Keon's all about. All right. Real talk. If you're anything like me, finding quick foods that are actually healthy and intentionally sourced is not the easiest task these days. Take something like jerky. 99% have added sugars, preservatives, and are sourced from conventional non-organic farms from stressed and possibly diseased animals. Yikes. Okay, what about protein or granola bars? Oftentimes these bars have way more sugar than protein and the protein itself is usually bottom of the barrel, cheap and low quality. We used to have the hardest time while traveling, like what the heck are we supposed to eat when we need something quick? Then I discovered Paleo Valley. Hallelujah. Chase and I's favorite when we need something convenient, like during travel. The beef or turkey sticks and superfood bars are literally an answer to my prayers. They are made from real whole foods with no added sugars or mystery ingredients and are super delicious. Even kids love them. Get this, Paleo Valley sources their meat and their bone broth protein exclusively from organic regenerative farmers. The animals are pasture-raised, grass-fed their entire life, and the farmers themselves are practicing regenerative farming. This means that they are actually healing our Earth's soil rather than killing it and stripping it like conventional farms. I feel so good knowing that I'm blessing my body with high-quality foods and supporting our Earth and future generations by supporting Paleo Valley. If you want to try for yourself, you can use the direct link in the show notes to check out Paleo Valley and use the code MEDICINE, that's M-E-D-I-C-I-N for a discount, or just check them out in our medicine cabinet at getmimifit.com. We're bringing you only the best, boo. Cheers. I think it's really pretty simple. I think it's about... Um, just tying to what we just said, like there's lots of good ideas, but it's about like execution and well-done execution. It's about making really great products that are actually the most important products for people to take if they want to have an active lifestyle and stay fit for a long time. There's mm -hmm. so many different cool things you could make or you market this thing or do that. And it's like, what do you, like, what do you, what do we actually want and need to take? And that's really like what defines the products we make. You know, we, we make, Keonaminos amino acids, which is really like our hero product. And it's, I didn't tell us in the story, but like literally my mom would give me aminos when I was like two and three years old. It's like the wow. first, we, wow. I was on all kinds of supplements and vitamins, but it was yeah. like the most important thing. Like my wow. mom was obsessed with aminos. Um, but it's like, and I can go all into why, but like they are just, they're, if you're going to take a dietary supplement, and especially if you're trying to have an active life, um, just start there. Like it's the most foundational yeah. thing. Like, and we could make something way sexier and add like, you know, out of all this other pre-workout stuff to it. But it's like, it's not actually what you really need. Same thing. It's like we all, and it's related, but like protein, we all would benefit from eating more protein in our diet. Most of us, again, I'm, I'm speaking to people who are being active really. Yeah. Um, like you need more protein. So what's the highest quality, best tasting protein we can possibly make. And we just made that. 
Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we all love, we all love coffee and, um, coffee. I mean, it's, maybe it's a bit more of a stretch to say for an active life, but not really. It's like, I mean, a lot of people, unless you're kind of off, off the caffeine, I mean, having a delicious cup of coffee in the morning and maybe sometimes two, maybe three, you're like addicted, <laughs> um, you know, um, what's the cleanest, healthiest, best coffee that's actually going to make me feel good and not kind of, um, mess me up, you know, later in the day yeah. or for the rest of my life. It's like, let's make that. So it's just pinpointing what are these things that actually fit into this active lifestyle and how do we make it as best as we can possibly make it. And then that just extends to like the rest of what we do. It's, it's about um, how do we have like the absolute healthiest culture, company culture, according mm -hmm. to us, according to what we think is healthy. Um, and like really do that, like devote everything we can to doing that. And we won't get everything perfect and it won't always be just right, but like for real. Like for yeah. real, do that. This is not, um, maybe, maybe the game of life is infinite and we can have lots of opportunities to do it, but like, this is the only one. So like, do it really well. We're going to be working with people all day long. Like, how do we make this the most awesome, like life experience to work here and be part of this for people yeah. that again are motivated by like an active, joyful kind of engaged lifestyle. For, from my observation in, in your company culture and your products, it's it's so it's so much that hermetic principle of you know as within so without. It's in fitness, in health, and your wellness. Even though biohacking is fun, you can't hack and shortcut and trick your way into a holistic health uh, profile. It's long. It's doing the little things right, correct. It's, you know, one penny away a day yeah. and accumulating interest, compounding self-health interest, if you will. And that is what I observe in your business is, is neglecting shortcut opportunities, um, ha you know, hacks to get somewhere quicker, faster, bigger, and rather just this sustainable relationship with growth and evolution and consistent health that shows up in your culture. It of course shows up in the, in the products and ultimately like the impact you're you know making in the world i mean i absolutely see it as a consumer and as a you know just a friend of the business um you know personally for you i, I got i don't even know where to start with my favorite products but most used daily for me is is aminos creatine and uh the vanilla protein daily what are your top three products and then how do you use them uh it's really hard for me to choose like my top three products because i really do take them all like every day. I don't always take flex every day. Mm, okay. Like flex, I kind of use more on and off depending on like where I'm at. Cause I just, I guess I'm, I'm not that old yet. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not aching that much. Um, I take aminos, protein and coffee basically like mm. religiously. Um, you know, really like I, I've just, I've always been a coffee lover. It's funny if I go back and you, you see, if you can see your, if you see your life, like on a, on an upward spiral, I mean, early in my life, it's definitely like my mom, coffee, aminos. And like, now I've got this company where it's like coffee and aminos are this huge part of it. Um, but yeah, I, um, I wake up, I don't know if this is how specific you mean, but this yeah, is no, no. what I do. Like I wake yeah, up in it. the morning and I have a big glass of water and then I have an espresso and then I make myself like a very short cappuccino, kind of in between like a cortado and a cappuccino I drink on that. I meditate, I write, I work on stuff, you know, I wait a few hours and then I do, um, some strength training 
And then I take a gigantic dose of aminos, which is not like what most people do. Um, but you know, I probably take like 20 grams of aminos. And the reason for that is because the basic breakdown is that essential amino acids, as they're formulated in our formulation, have equal the amount of essential amino acids to twice the amount of like whey protein isolate, which we also make an awesome wow. whey protein isolate that I take as well. And so for, in my interest of kind of trying to stay as light as possible, like not be like digesting food or like wanting to, I like the, I like the feeling and the idea of fasting. I don't actually fully believe in like fasting that much. Um, kind of like every day and like not having any type of amino acid intake. So like if I do that kind of training and I take that heavy dose of aminos, I immediately give my body what it needs to stimulate muscle protein synthesis mm. and to support the workout that I just had. And it totally carries me through the morning yep. without like, you know, and it's not like having a smoothie or a protein shake is that heavy, but it's definitely lighter. Like that's, I just yep. coast, you know? Um, and then I typically have, uh, protein mid afternoon. I mean, I, I, I eat lunch a few hours after that. And then sometime between lunch and dinner, when I try to time muscle protein synthesis spikes about every three hours, not like eating eight times a day, but basically yeah. if I can eat a solid 20 to 40 grams of protein or the equivalent in essential amino acids, I will stimulate muscle protein synthesis. I'll start regenerating my muscle and, um, and feel really good. And, mm -hmm maintain a higher basal metabolic rate. So I'm burning calories more easily. Uh, yeah. Can, so I have, have lunch. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask a, a clarifying question. Um, sometimes I use the aminos, uh, before a workout. It, um, and it, sometimes I forget after the workout is one or the other more important or should I be doing both or, or what are your thoughts there? Great question. And so, um, probably confusingly, I answered like how I do it, which is maybe not how most people do it or like probably best practice for some folks. So if you take a dose of a normal dose of Venus, five grams before you work out, it will give you energy for the workout. So it can serve as a pre-workout type That's my, of, was my you know, thinking, yeah. of supplement. Yeah. Um, and not only is it actually uh, fueling your muscle, um, but it literally is like fueling your neurotransmitters as well, because the, the amino acids are hyperbioavailable and they directly support neurotransmitter reg regulation and functioning. Um, if you're taking it before strength training specifically, there's very specific research that 100% shows that it supports with muscle protein synthesis. If you're taking it before cardio exercise, it doesn't really support muscle protein synthesis, taking it beforehand. It's just going to give you this like energy boost after either cardio or strength training taking five grams is probably most important for muscle okay. protein synthesis as well as for recovery like it just supports all of the tissue yeah. breakdown mm -hmm. that happened so um you know it's like if you're on a if you're on a budget or you're trying to like take less or just have a more minimalist approach um if you want more energy for your workout take it before if you're really trying to support muscle and recovery, um, take it after. Okay. Ideally, take it both. If you take it before and after, you're going to feel great, and you're going to you're going to you're going to maximize all of your benefits. You're going to maximize recovery, maximize muscle, and maximize energy. Cool. Yeah, I, I'm I absolutely love 
the product. I have since since you guys came out with um, I think the original the original berry, which is, has been significantly improved even. Um, but it's I don't like working out with food in my stomach, and I work out in the morning, so it's it's the perfect pre workout. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll take it immediately after because similarly I don't like to eat right after. I like the clarity like you're talking about with fasting, mm-hmm. but I also have been through the the improper use of the 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 craze that is intermittent fasting completely hit, you know, this catabolic state deteriorated my hormones, bottomed my, you know, completely bottomed out my adrenals, et cetera, et cetera. And so that hour to two that I don't really like to eat after exercise, the aminos is a critical one, just like satiating it, it oddly enough, completely satiates you for, you know, an hour or two, but then I can literally feel it in my body, you know, keeping catabolic, uh, effect at arm's length. Yeah, it's 100% awesome exactly for that. Yeah. It's funny. I remember when I was a little kid, my mom giving me immunos and being like, can you feel it, Angie? Like, <laughs> So it's like sometimes I wonder, like, is it just like I'm so brainwashed? But like, I love the way it feels. Yeah. You know, like, I um, I love the way it feels. And sorry, I, I actually, I kind of, I misspoke earlier. Now I realize why I was extra confusing. I do take five grams before I work out too. Okay. Oh, okay. So I take the five grams before I work out, but then I take like a massive dose afterwards to just mm. kind of keep me coasting for the next few hours yeah well why not if you have a an endless supply i know that's the thing yeah (laughs) yeah definitely so where would you reckon you know somebody's never taken keon um and they're just a general uh consumer maybe they're they're inclined to either start a fitness protocol or they're in it a little bit where would you recommend people start um so I, I have a few thoughts on this. I think if it's kind of overall about like fitness and improving your fitness, I mean, I think the most important things to focus on are, uh, which is easy to do is like steps every day. So it's like moving enough, you know, just moving enough throughout the day, introduce some type of like minimal strength training if you don't already have it. So I'm speaking to like pretty in- entry level here. So sure. I don't know if this yeah. is what your question mm-hmm. was, but it's like yeah. some kind of basic strength training a few days a week because muscle is the best long-term investment you can make in your health in terms of uh, healthier metabolism, being stronger when you get older, just everything. Uh, And then in terms of Keon, aminos really are the place to start. I just think they are the most fund, they're the most fundamental for fitness. They're like the fundamental fitness supplement um, before any other supplement I would consider taking for my fitness. Like that is the one to start with. And the reason for that is because, I mean, lots of people don't realize this, but, you know, we talk about how water is like 60% of our body. Well, what's the other 40%? Half of it is amino acids. Wow. wow. Like the other half of, half of your solid body mass is that. That just kind of gives you a picture of how important this nutrient is to our body. And um, many of us do sim- simply do not get enough. Uh, we, you know, we've had kind of, I think what's the right word, not helpful or inaccurate uh, recommended daily allowance guidelines for protein for, for mm-hmm. many years now. And if you're like 22 years old and super inactive, like maybe that's the right amount. But like if you're, <laughs> if you're trying to be active or if you're trying to lose weight or you're pregnant, there's not guidance for being pregnant, but like if you're if you're pregnant, I think you're supposed to have higher protein intake. If you're an older adult, you know, if you're older, over 50 years old, you have that much more of a hard time breaking down protein and metabolizing the amino acids. Like you need to be eating a lot more protein and to simply get in that amount of protein in a day is just, it's, it's kind of, it's hard. It is hard. 
Yeah. It's really it feels hard. like a, it feels like a part-time job is making sure you get enough protein sometimes depending on what your work and your, you know, life looks like. But anytime I track, you know, just to make sure I'm on, I don't go crazy with it, but just to know like, where's my baseline, where am I at? You know, it's like, holy shit, I'm not even at a hundred grams and I'm supposed to, you know, it's, it is, it, it can get, you know, hard if you're, if you're not careful, it's, it's really nice to have a quality product, you know, protein, like the Keon uh, way that you guys have. And that is so delicious. Yeah, um, that really can supplement, you know, uh, yeah. getting as much protein as you need. And so, I mean, I think the Keon protein is a, is a great solution. And while the amino acids are not technically protein, I have to be like really clear about that from a supplement perspective, when you eat protein, they break down into amino acids. And so the way that the Keon aminos were formulated were to maximize muscle protein synthesis. They're the most ideal ratio of amino acids that you could take to stimulate mm -hmm. muscle protein synthesis. And so taking them helps to achieve the same goals and reasons for which you would eat all this protein in a much more efficient, very quick, hyper bioavailable way that um, just you know, and again, it's like, it supports you. Like I mean, another thing I think lots of people use it for is it's like a big part of exercising is just like getting out and doing it. And a really healthy way to just start moving is like to just put a scoop of the aminos in a water bottle, shake it up, start drinking it, start moving, go. Yeah. And it's like, you've already, you're already on the track for your daily essential amino acid intake needs. You've yep. got energy, you're moving, you're going. It's like, it's just the most practi practical, fundamental thing to start yeah. with. Yeah, building that feedback loop of something that tastes delicious. It's a ritual, but it, it, it promotes activity and mm -hmm. then you feel amazing and you're mentally, but it's like, it is that feedback loop of, and once you break through it once or twice, you're, you're literally like addicted. Your, your entire nervous system, entire physiology is craving that, that, mm -hmm. that loop. So I feel like, um, I'm just sitting here thinking, you know, talking, you're sharing how your mom gave you aminos and everything. Um, I'm like, screw juice yeah, <laughs> for a little totally. kid, you know, are your products okay for, for kids? Can you, do you give them to your kids? How much can you go into that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, all parents should consult their doctor and their pediatrician or whatever guidance you want about what you should do with your children. I do give all of my products to my kids, except for lean. Cause I don't think they really need like blood yeah. sugar management at their age. I just don't, I don't think it's relevant. Maybe if they're, maybe if they're chugging a Gatorade. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. I've actually never thought about that when they're like eating a ton of sugar. Yeah. But one of the funny things I've realized in raising kids is sugar has not been as big of a deal as I thought it was going to be mm -hmm. compared to like media. Media makes oh, them dude. way more sure. emotionally yeah. crazy <laughs> than sugar does. <laughs> um, the modern day uh, gummy bears are just media iPads, yeah. garbage on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so my kids, um, I mean, they love the protein, like the chocolate protein is like a really awesome. It's if, like if you dessert. Blend it, if you yeah. blend it with ice, it tastes like ice cream or like a milkshake. Like, so yeah. they love it. It's super easy. Mixing the vanilla with blueberries. They love that. Um, the aminos, um, they, they're totally bought in. I mean, again, it's like, it may just part of the whole family thing, but they're bought into taking it before they go to like basketball or gymnastics um if you know at night they like to take it they they're they believe it really helps them sleep better there is lots of good science around amino acids supporting 
in overall mm. sleep. Um, and um, well, I don't give them coffee. I guess really, yeah. they, they also love our fish oil. Like I, I'm obsessed. Oh, yeah. okay. Our fish oil is also another an example of like, if you look at the science behind fish oil, basically people with substantive amount of omega-3 circulating in their blood, like it literally reduces all chronic illness by like 15%. Mm. Like people, oh. you like, if there's, if there's something to supplement with, if you're not eating enough fish um, and your focus is more like longevity, it's a super important thing to focus on that said there's a lot of gross junky Dude, fish out there gross <laughs> yeah the quality is yeah. is super Rancid. tough to find i was so happy when you guys uh launched a fish oil and i know you'd always recommended like another pretty solid brand brand or at least ben had and it's one of those things that's just not sexy so it's like i always forget about it but i was having uh, some hormone issues back in like november december working like crazy completely sleepless nervous system was all over the place and I was like, fuck, I was trying to everything, like literally everything I could think of. Got your guys' fish oil. And like, I'm not saying it was the one thing, but I can't help but notice how much of a change it made in my life. In addition to just some of the physical, you know, side effects, your joints are a little better. You're, you're a little looser, um, but, but it's super quality. It's not as, you know, sexy or delicious as like aminos or, or whey, but it's got to be a staple. I, it's such an important staple. So my kids, every night they ask for it. And the fish oil... I mean, this is, this is such a testament to how neurotic we honestly are about quality is like, you can chew the capsule and it tastes good. Like my kids, my oh, little nice. kids, they like to chew the, the, uh, the gel cap because <laughs> wow. it kind of like explodes in their mouth, but it's not like, it, try that with another fish oil. It like, it's like, yeah. it's like this Scale. disgusting yeah. Yeah. rancid thing. And this is kind of made, I mean, it's, it's got a slight fishy taste, but it's, rem and there's no lemon or mint or any kind of flavoring to mask it. It's like literally just the purest pharmaceutical grade fish oil with yeah. rosemary extract and astaxanthin. And so it's like hyper clean. Um, my kids love that as well. Yeah. And I, and I mean, that is one I'm invested in them taking because we don't eat that much fish and yeah. Um, yeah. And it just, the long-term health benefits are really obvious. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could, I could go on about, you know, every single one of your products. I, I freaking love them. I, I know we've talked about, uh, aminos, creatine, protein, fish oil, uh, coffee, everybody, you guys should, you got to check these out. Um, I love the serum. Like I've been using the serum since you guys came out with it. I got worried for a minute. I thought maybe you discontinued it. Um, we did, we did. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Is it discontinued? I thought it's it was discontinued. Still oh shit. I, I absolutely yeah. love the serum. I'm going to have to like find the ingredient <laughs> list and, uh, uh, make some my, myself. Um, Lean, I'll take, you know, if I have a big acai bowl with a bunch of freaking bullshit on it, I'm going to definitely <laughs> take some, some lean. Um, and Flex is really, really quality. Um, I mean, I encourage everybody to go check it out. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll have a discount code uh, for everybody to take a look. Um, but kind of last question on, on Keon is, is what's next? What do you guys have in the pipeline? Well, uh, when, do you guys this, when does this episode come out? This will drop March 14th. Well, uh, I mean, what's most relevant right now is Keon Sleep, which came nice. out March 1st. Hell yeah. And Keon Sleep is, again, like us just, just focused on like, what are things, what's a product that really matters to our life and matters to other people's life who are highly active and want to be really engaged. And it's like, if there's one thing you can, you know, behavioral habit that you can focus on each day, it's like, it's getting, it's getting good quality sleep. And so, um, we conducted a ton of third-party meta-analysis around all the sleep research, and we selected the ingredients that 
just literally had the best long-term data on them that showed that they could improve um, sleep latency, so how quickly you fall asleep, reducing sleep disturbance, thus uh, like how few disturbances you have during your, your sleep while you're sleeping, so you stay asleep. And then third, around overall sleep quality and the exact dosages from the clinical research. And so that ended up being one gram of tryptophan, two grams of L-theanine, and, oh, sorry, not two grams, 200 milligrams of theanine and 100 milligrams of pharmagaba. And um, I could not, I promise you, it's not a marketing thing. Like those literally are all amino acids. So as we went and we did the research, I mean, it just came back that like, these are the ingredients that can be taken, that have had enough science behind them. That's like, they can be safely taken on, on a very sustainable basis that they actually provide these results. And then they just like, I mean, they couldn't fit better into our story. Um, But it's an amazing product. I've been on it for at least six months now and really the best sleep of my life. I'm stoked for this. I, yeah. I have I have two a.m., three a.m. wake ups pretty consistently. I'm I'm hmm. way better than than I than I was about four or five months ago. Yeah. Um. But night sweats, two a.m., three a.m. wake up with a million things on my mind, and uh, I'm definitely getting better. But I'm excited to try this. I'm excited to try it too. I have a wearable. I wear an aura ring, and I actually just wore Chase's Whoop band last night because I was like, I think this thing is broken. It's saying that I'm a really <laughs> shitty sleeper, but I feel <laughs> like. I feel like I'm, I don't sleep that poorly. Like I feel like I sleep hard, but I never have ever have good sleep scores. And, um, so anyways, I'm just, I'm, I'm interested to try the, the sleep product, um, and, you know, give it some, some real time and see if there's any sort of change, uh, for, cause I always thought I was a good sleeper, but according to my aura ring, uh, not so much. So, and according to your whoop band, yeah. so I'm excited <laughs> to try this for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And at the same time, you meet like, maybe, you know, better, like know. Maybe, maybe whatever they're measuring or what those cues are like, they're, they're not as yeah. relevant for you. And Thank I'm you. not trying Thank to like you for debug being the them. voice. Thank you. No, I'm not. It's <laughs> not like... a, it's not like a self hate thing because I, um, I know that I, I do my best and I, I live a, a healthy lifestyle and I'm doing all the things that would support me, you know, in getting good sleep. So what I've sort of told myself, the story that I'm telling myself is that, you know, this sort of baseline score that I get, that's right around like 65 to 70 every night out of a hundred, which is not good. That's yeah. basically failing. That's tough um, for type three. Yeah, it is. A yeah, type three achiever <laughs> wants to learn. But what I'm telling myself is, is that, okay, maybe the 70 is my like 90 or 95%. And so I'm just, maybe I just have a different baseline of what gives me energy and doesn't necessarily line up with the metrics that Aura has put together for my bio-individuality. Well, we'll have to track it now once, once you yeah, test me. Yeah, I know. I'm going to, so I will let you know. <laughs> and at least if, if nothing yeah. happens, then we already know, like, you were a weird case study to begin with. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. weirdo. All right, man, we can, we, can, we can get this thing wrapped up. So appreciate your time. we got a couple, like, closing rapid-fire questions we ask uh, every okay. guest. Uh, the medicine is all about relationships, and uh, life is about relationships not only with uh, you know, people, but with the planet and with each other. And, um, you know, for us, we like to, we like to ask what your medicines are in a couple different areas of your life. Um, so this will be questions around what medicines are for your body, mind, and relationships. 
Um, so starting with your body, your physical body, what do you consider medicine? Movement. Mm. Movement's like the number one, just moving. Mm-hmm. Love that. More, more yeah. than one or I get one. You, no, we, you can just choo- choose one if you want, but if you have more off the top of your no, head, yeah. I think, I think it's moving movement. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. What, what feels like medicine for your mind right now? <laughs> movement again. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like literally sure. just to move, like, you know, like the amount that I walk, I mean, I walk and I just like feel better and I just, um, yeah, it helps me move through ambivalence. It helps me move through any anxiety that I have. It helps me move through when I feel stuck. You know, I just like moving just really um, clears my mind. Yeah, love that. And then lastly, uh, relationships or relationship. Whether We talked a lot about romance, but, you know, maybe it's friendships or, or family. What is medicine for relationships for you? Just stopping. Mm. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ending all relationships. <laughs> no. Isolation. No, relative to moving, because I had said move on the other ones. Um, for relationships, it is attention. It's like giving real attention and receiving real attention. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that. the receiving is harder than the, the giving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Love that. Good reminders for all of us uh, to move, get out and move, not only for your body, for your mind, for your mental clarity, for your productivity, for, you know, sometimes movement too, just like if you're feeling charged for whatever reason, from business or from relationships or whatever, from just shit that goes on in our world every day that just is like, why can't we just get along, you know? And so we have this tension. And I think sometimes just going for a walk, like you said, it like brings you back to center, you know, and just allowing to to get to that, that headspace that you want to be at, you know, I think that medicine, absolutely. Walking is such a medicine. We were, we were created to walk often. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Where can people find you? Obviously, we'll check out Keon. We'll have a ton of details in the the show notes and uh, some social posts, email drops that we'll be doing around this episode. So uh, take a look out, everybody. But if you want to learn more about Angelo, learn more about Keon, where's the best place uh, that people can go? You just Google my name, Angelo Keeley. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I I have a website, angelokeeley.com. Yeah. Keon's really my passion though. I would encourage everyone to, I think you'll, you know what, again, about the action thing I said earlier, you'll learn more about me by checking out Keon than you mm. will anything else. Cause I think you'll cool. just see judgment by what I do in the play in the playground. Yeah. yeah right. Love it. <laughs> Love it. So if you were on a playground with Jesus and Buddha and Muhammad, uh, what would you be doing? Ooh, that's a good one. That's, that's kind of <laughs> like what your original question was, right? <laughs> That's kind of what the original question was. Gosh, that is, it's the such bonus. a, it's such a tricky one. Um, beatboxing. Yeah. <laughs> Providing the music. I, be, be, I, be beatboxing. <laughs> I just, I can't answer it. I can't answer the question. I love it. <laughs> we don't know yet. You have to become an enlightened master right. first, I yeah. guess. Yeah. TBD. TBD. Yeah. 
All right, man. Thank you so much, Angelo. We so appreciate you. Thank you um, both. Such a friend and uh, such an extension of us in so many ways and, and continue to let us know how we can be an extension of you and, and everything that Keon is doing. So much love to you. We'd love to get you back on at some point and hopefully see you soon. Thank you both. All so right. honored. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you next time. Go spread some light. Okay, bye. Ugh, isn't Angelo so fun? Don't you just like want him as a friend? <laughs> I'm so grateful uh, that we have this space and we get to meet and talk to um, and introduce all you guys listening, our gentle listeners, to amazing people like Angelo and the people at Kion and, and just so grateful that we get to align ourselves with really top tier companies like Kion. Again, if you want to grab some Kion, try for yourself or gift to someone you love, your active best friend, whatever you want to do, go to getkion, K-I-O-N, getkion.com forward slash medicine, no E on the end of medicine, and uh, you'll see a list of their products. The hefty discount will be applied automatically for you, my loves. All right. All right. Go into the rest of your day, spread some light, and we'll talk to you next time. Cheers, boo.